Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. It is Monday morning. It's a new week. I know, I know, I know. Mondays are not always awesome, but it's Rivalry Week this week, so you're going to get a lot of Dodgers and a lot of Padres talk. So I brought my good buddy, Mikey Bleeds Blue, into the mix to talk Dodgers this morning. So, Mikey, how are you doing this morning? Doing well. Thanks, Bill. You betcha. You betcha. I'm, I'm excited to have you here, so let's jump on into it. Padres, Dodgers, we got... Uh, Two games in the books, uh, well, three games in the books, but, uh, you know, what do you think? Is this considered a rivalry? Is this a new thing? Is this a new rivalry for the Dodgers? Um, it, It's obviously not, you know, like the Dodgers-Giants, but, you know, it's, it's getting testy. So, you know, the Padres are getting better. Um, I'm going to say it, it, it is turning into a bit of a rivalry, but not of the ilk of the Giants-Dodgers. But, you know, it, it, it's getting it's getting a little testy. It's getting a little testy. I, I agree with that, actually. it's um, And we'll get into that in a second. But it is it's kind of one of the – and it's funny. Every time I talk to a, 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 their words, not mine, a Padres fan, They'll say it feels like big brother, little brother, and it feels good that like little brothers finally like getting their stripes back. Those are their words, not mine. Um, I would never say that because each year, I, I mean, you take a look at right now, who would have thought that the Pirates would be doing as well as they're doing and that Tampa Bay would be running away with things? Nobody. So yeah. there's never a big brother, little brother scenario, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, so we it, have. It's, uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Go, ahead. go, 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 go. I'm sorry. No, it you know, it's the the Dodgers and Giants just, you know, from New York to California. Um it it's not obviously like that, but you know, recently the Padres have gotten better and it's you know, they've knocked us out of the playoffs last year. Um so you know you got to start with things like that though you got to you have to win the Padres have to have to win some stuff to to make it a rivalry just they, it can't be a rivalry just because they want it to be but you know what they did last year knocking the Dodgers out of the playoffs and things like that um those are those are good things to build on as far as getting rivalries going those are good things to build on but Correct me if I'm wrong. The Dodgers and Padres won nothing last year. No, you're totally right. I mean, but they do have bragging rights over us from last year. They did knock us out. So true. It's true. That's true. So as far we've got one series in the books, right? And um, we got one series in the books. And to be all fair with everybody, we're recording this before the third game of the series starts. So we don't know how that's going to turn out. We don't have our, what do they call it, Gray's Sports Almanac from the Back to the Future days with exactly. us. Um, so if you don't think that we're going to talk about Game 3, it's because we're recording it on Sunday, but it is Monday and it's dropping today. So good morning, Monday morning to you. Okay, so here's how this rolls. First two games of the series, what did you think? Uh, good games. I mean, you know, uh, the first game – you know, they, the Dodgers did not play well, 11 walks, you know, that's, 
that's pretty much unheard of from Dodgers pitching. Um, and five alone by Kershaw, um, which again is very rare. Um, and they didn't they didn't hit much. Uh, five two. They lost five two. Um, last night, uh, pretty much the same thing. The Dodgers didn't hit a whole lot, but the one one of the hits they did have was a two run homer. Um, but our pitching was outstanding. Dustin May shut him down, and the bullpen held it, and the Dodgers won two to one. So, you know, both both games have been you know pretty competitive, and you know we'll we'll see who who wins the rubber match. Yeah, yeah, I, yes, good call. I mean, it's it and. I was at our watch party last night and some Padre fans there were complaining about the umpire and the umpire did not like the high strike last night, even though it's in that little box and you and I know how we feel about the box, but you can't let the umpire dictate your at bat. You can't let the umpire dictate the game. So it worked both ways for both the Dodgers and the Padres last night. Yep. Um, Okay. Thoughts on ways you think the Dodgers can improve. Um. They're obviously meeting this weekend again. How can they improve going forward? Yeah, I just uh, that's a tough one because you know I, I like our I like our club. Um, I know how to answer it. I just I like our club. Um, I just think. I don't have a good answer for that one to, to improve much. I mean, you got me on that one. It's a stumper. I'm happy with how our, how our makeup is on, uh, on the club right now, you know? Um, yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that one, to be honest with you. The only I'm happy with that, the, the makeup. The only thing that I would say on either sides of the, the fence, right? The Dodgers and or Padres is you got to limit your free passes. There's no defense against a walk. Right. And so the Dodgers suffered that on the first game of the series. The Padres suffered that a little bit on the second game of the series. Um, you just, you, you have to limit those things. And so I, I think if I was going to answer that, if somebody asked me that question, that would be my answer is you just, you got to limit that, that stuff. Those are, those are, those create, as you and I have talked about on and offline before, stress innings, stress pitches, stress on the pitcher. And right. you, know, you give up 11 walks, it's just crazy. Yeah, I will say this, uh, uh, you know, la- last night's game, the first four innings, uh, Snell kind of blew right through them. The Dodgers uh, swung early and often. Um, once Chris Taylor hit that homer, it seemed to really, really affect Snell and, uh, you know, his pinch count went up pretty quick from there, but like through the first four, I mean, usually after five innings, he's done anyway, cause he's throwing so many pitches, but his pitch count was in control until it seemed like Chris Taylor's home run. And then that, that, that seemed, uh, to, to hurt him. and he kind of went south from there. Thank goodness. Cause uh, it's like the 2020 world series all over. He was just owning us. I mean, he, right. 
Well, there yep, was only eight, he was honestly there was only eight hits in the entire game yesterday, and five of them were by San Diego. Yeah, so, so people weren't putting the bat on the ball. Chris Taylor just got his pitch, and he he did not miss it. That thing was launched. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it was Chris Taylor has that uppercut swing, and he has that that, and it's, I mean, if if you miss belt high, he's going to destroy you. If you miss knee high, he's probably going to destroy you. If you miss letter high, he's going to miss it. Yeah. And, and it was just right in his wheelhouse, and he just swung with everything he had, and it was gone from the second he left the bat. Yeah. So I, I was uh, very impressed with Dustin Mayu though yesterday. He was he was on point. What did you think about his emotions that he was shown coming off the mound? I loved it. I loved. It. Kind of emotions. It was Alex Vesia type, you know, fist pump, um, just pure reaction to a, a strikeout or what have you. I mean, there was no pointing. There was no no showing up of anybody. You know, it was just pure emotion of the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought the same thing. I. I was happy to see emotion because it's it on either side, right? There's there's a healthy way to show emotion. Yes, and Dustin was just showing that emotion, and that, good for him, man. You got you got to do that stuff. You got to have fun with it, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think I know what you're going to say. Final question. I think I know what you're going to say. Positives and negatives uh, from the series so far, Al. I'll. I'll bet most Dodger fans every dollar that I have right now that I know what Mikey's going to mention for the the negative side of it, but we'll see. Uh, there's no bet just in case, just in case, but I have a sneaky suspicion he's going to mention something that was done to the Dodgers. So go ahead, Mikey, positives and negatives of the series so far. Uh, the positives, um, you know, the Dodgers um, – Getting that win last night was big. Um, th there's there's a lot of, I'm going to say, tension in, in the crowd. Um, a lot of, I don't really know the word I'm looking for, but last night the Dodgers needed that win to kind of get yes. the Padres fans off our backs a little bit. I mean, there was a lot of momentum they had going in into that game last night. And uh, that that was a big win for the Dodgers last night. So that that's a big positive right there. And Dustin May. Um, I, Dustin May is 4-1 this year. Um, that's a huge positive. I ju just uh, – but that, that win last night was huge. It was a much-needed win. Um, the negatives, I, I just – the Padres as an organization um, with the Kershaw Jumbotron fiasco with uh, a picture of him crying, you know, um, I thought that was just really classless. I, I just don't, don't see the Dodgers ever doing that to – say like you know 
Tony Gwynn or Trevor Hoffman, a- anyone for that matter. I mean, the Dodgers just don't do do those things. Um, the worst thing you're ever really going to get from the Dodgers as far as showing people up is maybe Dieter Rule playing something on his organ about someone striking out or something, you know, or it's just the Dodgers don't don't do that. And and that that jumbotron thing of of Clayton Kershaw just really rubbed me, me and a lot of a lot of Dodger fans and not even just Dodger fans, base baseball people um from you know uh just thought it was very just very classless and very just a low blow shouldn't have been done so what do you think about clayton's response that he just should have pitched better and that's just clayton kershaw for you um always taking the high road anyway um and you know I'm sure that's how he truly feels too. And he did need to pitch better. I mean, he, but you're not going to have it every game. The guys pitched really start last night. I know it's really early, but he, you would say he's a front runner for Cy Young in the national league to start off the season. You know, he was pitching that well, but you know, um, that, that outing kind of pushed that, back a little bit it it just wasn't a good outing and um you know whether it be an umpire that had i i think a pretty tight strike zone but it went both ways or the crowd bothered him i i don't know what it was but he just he just did not have a good game yeah yeah no i i agree i agree but he I... definitely took the high road you know, yeah i I'm gonna address this in a in a side in a in a side episode myself. Um, but I will tell you this: I think it was very bold for the organization or whoever did that to do that. I think it was very bold, and I think it's very bold to do to a first ballot Hall of Famer. You want to do that? Do that to somebody like Mookie or Freddie who are having Hall of Fame careers. But if either one of those guys retired right now, they would not be first ballot guys. They might get in. They might not. Right. I mean, they're on pace to have those type of careers, but they have same type of numbers. Steve Garvey has better numbers than both of those guys. So if they retired right now and Steve Garvey's not in a Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman get in, Garvey should wave the flag and go, hey, wait a second. Um, Clayton retires today. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. So I thought it was bold for them to go after a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's that's my own opinion. And I'll give you more about that on the next episode that I do um, where I'm just going to address that and address the series as a whole. So, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if there's any repercussions from the Padres organization. You know, maybe this person went rogue and is like was in the moment and did it or you know um i i don't know who runs their their scoreboard i don't know if he has or she has carte blanche to do whatever they want or if they are held accountable for what they do if it's a mis- you know a mistake even so um it'll be interesting to see yeah be very interesting to see 
Well, top fan rivalry followers. This is Mikey. If you're not following Mikey Bleeds Blue, I don't know what else you're doing. He's got great Dodger content if you're a Dodger fan. He is also going to be on for our Friday episode on Friday when the Dodgers and Padres uh, meet again. Mikey will be on with a group of Dodger fans and a group of Padres fans. You're not going to want to miss that episode. But Mikey, I'll tell you what, it's exciting times, right? And it's going to be interesting the rest of the season how this thing plays itself out. So um, let's see where we get from there. And and I hope everybody's having a good Monday. Make sure you're following Mikey Bleeds Blue. Don't do it if you're driving. Wait until you uh, wait until you stop. But make sure that uh, you're following him. He's got great uh, Dodger content. And, and at the end of the day, Mikey will tell you this, and, and I know him. We've been to spring training um, together, and I know this about him. He's just a phenomenal guy that just loves baseball, and he can recognize the fact he's not the Dodger fan that says, hey, if the Dodgers do something stupid, you can't hold that against him. He'll tell you Dodgers do something stupid. He's a realist. So, Mikey, I appreciate you joining us, and we'll have you on again uh, when we film again for Friday morning's episode. But I appreciate your Dodger con uh, commentary. We'll talk soon, yeah? Appreciate it, Bill.